What have you been doing the last couple of weeks? Last couple of weeks have been weird because all my shows got canceled. I was supposed to be in Tampa. I was supposed to be in Tampa. Uh, I had a show at Virginia Tech, the college. I had a show in... Uh, this is the middle of your tour. Yeah. Oh, man. I had a bunch of shows get canceled. I'm supposed to go to New York in like three weeks to shoot something for Comedy Central. All that just got yanked. Are they at least postponed? Or? Yeah, the, hopefully. Yeah. But, you know, if it's a college gig, they can't postpone in the summer because there's no kids there. So... But it, honestly, I'd rather them postpone them be like, all right, do a live virtual comedy show over your laptop. I'd be like, uh, you can't pay me enough. Actually, that might be decent. I'd do like rock, paper, scissors for an hour, public oh. shows. But it's, I've mainly just been making videos, which is hard because anything that mentions like the quarantine or, sorry, the Q word, so this video doesn't. No, this video is going to already probably. The second you click record. I just don't even, well, now that the Patreon is nice, I don't have to even censor myself. That's great. So yeah. you can just be like, fuck, and it won't. Coronavirus. Yeah. There it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like all my videos, because if they're in the title or something, they just immediately get yeah. limited to no ads, which is mm. so fucked. You think the world will end? No. I don't think the world will end. I just think it'll just be awkward. You know? What's that mean? I just feel like people aren't going to want to, like, like, there's already enough people right now. Like, you know the people that cover their camera on their laptop? Mm-hmm. Like the, the the that little one, They're like I don't want the government yeah, to see. Yeah, I, I do that. Actually. You do that? Yeah. Hmm. I just feel like it's it's gonna be like that, but intense. People are gonna be like, I won't go to events with over twenty five people, and it'll be like three years down the road. Like I don't think public events will ever be the same. Yeah. I mean, eventually, maybe, but like. Well, after SARS, everyone started wearing masks in China. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Coachella is even gonna be weird because now it's in October. Are people gonna like? Dress up for Halloween. Yeah, well, also, are people going to be scared to... I mean, people already dress like it's Halloween at Coachella. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it's just a mild burning man. I'm just curious, are like people going to be scared to go to big events? Because imagine if one person at Coachella had coronavirus. They would infect, like, at least a couple hundred. Yeah. You know, they're just... You, you know anyone? Spitting. Yeah, you know anyone that's gotten it? Um, I think so. Ryan. Ryan got it, yeah. Yeah. His family got it. Yeah, that's He crazy. says it just feels like the flu, though. For younger people, it does just feel like the flu. But mm -hmm. if you're older and your immune system can't fight it off, that's when it gets gnarly. Hmm. But yeah, the guy who films a lot of mine and Churdley's, Mr. Chad LeBaron, is our videos got the virus. But he's like 20. So, hmm. yeah. yeah, it's hard to say, like. Do you, some people think they already got it. Did you ever get the flu this year? Yet? I thought I did too. Yeah. I was in Oklahoma doing shows, and I did like six shows, all with a meet and greet after. Hmm. And this was right before uh, they cut everything. This was right before they were like. It was like in middle of February. Uh yeah, or yeah, March, March first week of March actually. Wow. March fifth through seventh, yeah. And I was like just dapping everybody up, hugging, bring it in, dude. You probably are like a Take super it. spreader with no symptoms. Honestly, dude, who knows? That camera might have it, dude. But guys, well, hit my jewel. I was like, no, in a fucking pandemic? That's oh. like, that's a terroristic act well, right there. If you know you got it and you be like, tell someone to hit it. Hmm. So I was just, I mean, but they had a giant bucket of hand sanitizer, like right out on stage. It was like massive, like that big, like Costco size. When you were doing the meet and greet, were you? It was like at the front of the line. So people coming up would do it. <laughs> so everybody was clean daps, you know, mm. but it's still nerve-wracking, you know, and then that then the week after I was super tired uh, I never had a fever and that's the part that makes me think I just had the normal flu 
uh, but I had a big cough and I was just hmm. drowsy and out of it. But yeah, the economy's like probably just going to keep getting worse. Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, it's weird because we're all in this together, but everybody still owes money. Like, how about we just how who where's the money going to? If the right. government can be like, hey, we'll give you guys money. How about we just pause all payments? How about that? Why I, do I still have to pay for an LA Fitness membership? Yeah. I could probably cancel that if I need to. I kind of want to just not pay my rent and see what happens. I got an email today from my landlord saying, hey guys, rent's still due tomorrow. And I was like, it's just like we know it was, but the added email yeah. was a little much. Well, yeah, then they got their mortgage. It's really the banks just need to pause everything for a second. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. That'd be awesome if they're just like, hey, month free. People are like, oh, I'm going to stay inside all day, and then they'll go to Chick-fil-A after being on quarantine for three weeks. You know where that employee's been. <laughs> well, probably I, church. I've been eating really bad. I've been going to McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm probably going to hit some food down the street after this. Yeah. yeah. What have, you been, have you been, has your diet changed? Not really. Yeah. I'll like Postmates food, um, mm. or I'll just make my own food, which isn't that great. I'm very, uh, I'm surprising myself a lot. Like I made uh, meatballs the other night and I was mind blown that I could do that. Mm. Very easy. Yeah, hamburger patty. Yeah, hamburger you, patty. You made, you skillet, you know. And then you just, I put it in the oven. It was very <laughs> easy. I thought it was going to burn something down, but there it was. Just, I, don't, I don't like the oven. It takes like 20 minutes for it to heat did up. It did take 20 minutes. Um, yeah. But. Fuck it, that shit. Yeah, it's nice knowing you can just click timer and then go off and do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't do it for that's you. That's true. Yeah, because there's some automation. You gotta, yeah, you have to be there. You gotta, yeah. What's with the stash? I don't know. I figure if the world's just losing, it might as well go out with a, some sort of a style. Yo, I kind of want to. I've always wanted to reverse mohawk. If there's ever a time to do it, it's now. Because right. I'm not getting auditions. I'm not traveling. I'm just here. I'm just living. Just yeah. Everyone, <laughs> no one knows what the fuck. We're all going crazy. Yeah, so I, I've never been able, the only other time I'd ever be able to grow out a beard is if I was on the show Survivor, and that's only 30 days, so. Professional comedian, Trevor Wallace, that's your real name. That is. Yeah. I think it's cool when people have stage names, but I don't have a stage name. Yeah, I probably will never have a stage name. Andrew Hales is kind of cool, you know? It's, it's, you know, it hits. Andrew Hales. Yeah, it's, you know. Trevor Wallace. Trouble yeah. Wallace. There it is. <laughs> you know, it's got a little bit of a, at the end of it. Was, uh, how did you start? Uh, open mics? Uh, yeah, I, the first time I started stand-up, I was 17. I did uh, a workshop class. Uh, this was out in Ventura, California. My mom was like, you should try this out. And I was like, no, fuck that. Because anything your parents tell you to do when you're a kid, you're like, why would I do this? Huh. You know? That's interesting. I, I, your parents pushed you or into that, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's like when you're, I was 17, so anything my mom told me that wasn't like about South Park or weed, I was like, why do I care? So mm -hmm. when she was like, you should try it out, I, th I sat on it for a little bit, and then I was like, maybe I should. And then I went and I did it, and I actually really liked it. So that was the first time I did stand-up. It was like this like workshop class. Oh, wow, so you're like almost 10 years in the making then. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. A lot of so, people probably think like, oh, he's a YouTuber, and then he just mm -mm. became a comedian. Right, I started with stand-up first. Wow. So I did that for a little bit, and then when I went off to college, my first two years of college, I didn't really do anything comedy-related. I was just drinking. And then that's when, like, Vine came out. Mm. And so I dabbled with Vine a little bit. Oh, you're a Viner. Yeah, but not really. 
I had like two videos do like decent. All right. But like at a school like in San Jose, I had a video that had like a million views and people were like, oh fuck, that guy's in my class. You ever bombed? Oh yeah. What's, um, it's not how, good. What happened, yeah. Uh, it's weird because if you, sometimes you just know you're gonna bomb. Like sometimes you just see an audience and you're just like, <laughs> they're not. Like I've just done shows, it was like at a country club and in my mind, I think country club is a bunch of people who just like to drink wine and it kind of is, but like I got there and it was like, everybody was 65, you know, there wasn't a single, oh. every car was a foreign car in the parking lot, all German made, you know, and I get in there and I'm like, no, but like, like they'll like pity laugh, but they're not gonna like. How did you get that gig? I think a friend just hit me up. Before uh, the video started doing well, I would take any gig just to get better. Like I've performed at a laundromat. I've performed in the back of a uh, like a sports chalet. Mm -hmm. Anywhere. There's a Hooters on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. They used to be like a pretty decent, like upstairs. They had like a little performance area. Oh. I performed at weird places. I performed at a cancer benefit. I've performed at a re uh, what's it called? Post rehab. What's that one? Recovery? Oh, sure, yeah, rehab. I performed there for like 150 dudes that had just gotten clean. That was actually a really fun show. But mm. I used to host a comedy show for some guy uh, in the back of Marie Calendars. That sounds way too sexual. But you just <laughs> when you first move here, you're just looking for stage time because you just want to get better. And I think that's what makes a good stand-up comedian is somebody who can like perform for a thousand people or somebody who can perform for three people out front of a Victoria's Secret. Like whatever you do, it's just getting better. So it's more like reps versus yeah. like quality. So what was your routine at the country club? It was just like very millennial based, you know? It was yeah. like, like a punchline or something about jewels or something about like online dating. Like these people are like old as fuck. They don't do any of that stuff. You say jewel and they're like, my wife's wedding ring. And you're like different kind of jewel, grandpa. Well, well, can you just uh, give me a little bit, an example? This was like just two years ago. Yeah, just remember. pretend I'm the audience. Yeah. I mean, they dress a little bit like that. They had a sports coat on the back of their chair, but um, they're just like they were just like interesting laughs. One of the weirdest jokes ever, or one of the weirdest shows. Let me rephrase that. The weirdest show I've ever done was a private birthday party for a 17 year old that the dad paid me and three other comedians to drive down to Costa Mesa. You know what that is, yeah. Uh huh. It was in a Mastro's, a steakhouse, top floor. This guy. Rented out the top floor. This guy had like fuck you money. This guy had like I'll take a parking ticket and then throw it at a homeless guy money. Okay. So he rented out the top floor, and uh, it was like there was a dance floor in the middle, and then two tables off to each side. Already a terrible setup. Anytime there's a dance floor, uh, no alcohol, it's going to be a bad show. <laughs> so there's people sitting over here, the kids who are all like 17, and then the parents. Their parents are sitting over here. So I would like say a joke. And like the parents might laugh, but the kids wouldn't. And it, it, ne it never laughed in unison because if a joke worked for the younger crowd, it wouldn't work for the older. Do you do you uh, tape most of them, or that was that one taped at all? Uh, no, God, no. I literally they told me how much it was to do it. I was like, sure, I'll get a, fr a free steak dinner out of it. And I was like, cool. And then it was never to be spoken of again. <laughs> it was 15 minutes, and I tried to do some written jokes, and then it like was just too awkward. So I just started just talking shit pretty much just roasting the older people and just There was one guy who laughed too hard at like this one joke about alcohol And then I just talked about how he was probably an alcoholic for like three minutes and his wife just put her head down I mean it was brutal. It was 
like I don't they could have done so much better things for the amount of money they paid the comedians for that but mm. um, it was so awkward um, how long goes that this was like six months ago so you have your routine yeah um, I don't know five ten minutes 15 minutes um, and you repeat that how often do you change the routine I try to change it a lot just for my own mental sanity yeah. so like when I do my shows like on the road they're like 45 minutes so like Maybe five of it will be something brand new, and I'll throw it out there in the middle. So you kind of just sandwich it. You start off strong, you get the trust, you get the audience to be like, hey, we like this guy. And then you kind of throw out some new shit, and then if the new shit works, great. If not, then you just go into the trusted stuff like it never even happened, good or bad. Hmm. But I try to change it up a lot, or I'll write down the set of like what jokes I want to do before the show, but sometimes it's just I'll just either forget where I want to go with it or I'll go on like a tangent or somebody will yell something out that I could like if somebody's hammered and they yell something out about drinking I can talk to them real quick and then relay it to my joke about how much I enjoy day drinking and why day drinking is better than normal drinking so then the audience is like whoa was that off the cuff like those guys is that written whoa <laughs> it's all written Everybody, you know, hmm. I remember seeing uh, some comedians like riff stuff like that, like off the top of their head. And hmm. I was like, that's amazing. And then I saw them a second time and they did the same shit. And I was like, oh, hmm. they just plant their own seeds. Mm -hmm. They're just seasoned enough that where anything in the crowd could happen and they can somehow relay it to a joke they've written before. So when that happens then I'm off track and then it's weird because I'll be talking, telling a joke at a certain time. Well, my brain is like, okay, what's next? And that's what blows my mind. I'll right. be talking to a crowd of people, but my brain's like, all right, you got 15 minutes left. What jokes haven't you done while I'm like doing jokes? It's like weird. That's like, why I think I was like kind of like programmed for that type of performance. Huh. Because yeah, like, I, I can never focus like that on anything else. I've heard you can't ever quite relax. No. Yeah. Because I've tried to do open mic a few times and I, you know, I suck, but I'm so, but yeah, wow. So that makes sense. You've been doing it for like 10 years. Yeah. It's like that. It's like there's no shortcuts. Yeah, there really isn't. That's what I like about it. It's like you'll see some like amazing, like some of the greats, and they're like literally just working jokes out, seeing like jokes not work for like somebody. Like no matter how famous you are or how good at stand-up you are, you still bomb. You still have jokes. You're like, yeah, it didn't go well. You got big dreams. You want to be in movies, show. Yeah, I would love to pitch a, uh, a show with just kind of have my friends on the cast, really. I think that's the ultimate, just get to work together. Mm -hmm. Like kind of what Adam Sandler did with a lot of his friends and David Spade and those guys, Nick Swartzen, all those guys. Kind of just want to make shit with the, with the group we already like kind of associate ourselves with. Mm -hmm. Just make shows. It's just weird. I don't know which direction TV's going right now. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody's streaming shit. So it's like, do you want a show to get on Netflix or do you want it to be on like a cable channel? So. Yeah, I just want to be able to make shit with my friends and it gets seen. I don't want to be able to like make shit that doesn't get seen. Like it goes on some app where you got to pay hmm. thirty dollars to to you know just to watch like a part of it. Like I want to I want somewhere where anybody can enjoy it. What would you be doing if it, you weren't doing this? I don't know. I've told myself I think it'd be cool to be a DJ. Which <laughs> God, I mean, it's you got some uh, Pro Tools chops. I've never DJed in my life. Right. I just. I just like the live response of DJing. It's like you click these buttons and based on how it's programmed, people react. I like the the reaction of stand-up. I like the reaction of DJing. It's like live reaction. Mm. Um, I don't know. It just looks fun. looks mm. cool. Um, I don't know what else I'd do. If it wasn't entertainment, fuck. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not athletic. I'm not the brightest kid. 
was terrible in school. So I don't really know what I'd be doing. You read? Not really. I need to. You watch any shows? Some. Well, what's some of your favorite shows? I like just like kind of the shit you can turn on randomly and just kind of pick it up. Like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That's probably like my favorite show. Um, you know, episodic. I also love dumb TV like Jerry Springer, Mari. <laughs> just shit that just numbs the brain where you just don't have to think about anything. Okay, I'm gonna do some comedy and you tell me what I'm doing wrong. Okay. All right, ready? What's the deal with uh, ketamine infusions for therapy? Like, uh, I feel like uh, we jumped a, a few. He- <laughs> Why don't we try alcohol and cocaine first? I thought that was perfect, to be honest. I don't see any flaws with that, <laughs> uh, other than the fact that it was 100% Jerry, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's act. Uh, <laughs> Anytime you start a sentence with what's the deal with that, your audience demographic is like 65 and above. What is the deal with airplane food? What's the deal with that? Um, <laughs> Can you do any impressions? Not really. I don't know. Yeah. Not, no. Some people are really, I feel like you're either really good at impressions or you're trash. Mm. I think every white guy in America has a Trump impression, but it's probably not good. You know, Trump impressions are it's like so boring. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, everybody has one. Yeah. I want to hear, you know, like a Randy Jackson. That was pretty good comedy, though. I I would submit to Netflix. <laughs> uh, open mics are scary as hell, and they're also depressing. So depressing. <laughs> they're so the most depressing places ever. It's That's so depressing. Stand-up comes from such a hostile environment, because open mics, it's such a lonely place, and it's like... And everyone it's, sucks. It's, yeah. What the, when you stick around open mics long enough, you eventually start to find some people there that have similar goals that are, that are on the same wavelength as you. And you're like, oh, oh, she's really good. Oh, he's really good. I need to like get in with them. And you kind of just like, it, relationships form over time, but a lot of times, God, it's terrible. <laughs> I can't, I'm not, like the open mics after this quarantine, this, everybody's gonna, what's the deal with washing your hands? <laughs> that was my Andrew Hales impression right there. How did I do? Was that pretty good? No, White Claw. What about Can it? Can we talk about that? Yeah, sure, a little bit. <laughs> I just I hate that story. Well, what happened? I don't know. I just made a video about White Claw and how people who drink it, like the type of person. I made it at Chad's old apartment in like an hour and a half. Uh-huh. I remember he was sleeping when I made it. Huh. I was like, hey, I'm going to go make this video. He was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about people who drink White Claw, and it did really well overnight, like randomly. So I put out merch that had a quote from the video, mm-hmm. and within like... 24 hours, I had like 7,000 t-shirt sales. Holy tits, dude. Yeah, and it was order on demand, so it was like you racked up as many orders as you could in like 24, or like Do you mind telling like what the profit of that was? <laughs> you don't have to. Would have been, I think it was close to 100K. That's amazing. I never got it, so it's not amazing. Oh, why not? It's because, so it was an order on demand thing, right? Hmm. So it was like the shortest you could do was like five days. So it was order. So it was like I put out the campaign Monday, Tuesday. I had already by Tuesday morning I'd sold like seven thousand, and then that's when White Claw's legal team reached out to me, and was like, "Hey, um, hey, we want a piece." No, they were just like, "You got to take it down because it promotes reckless drinking." Because the quote. <laughs> They didn't even, they, they were more concerned. They didn't care okay. that it was a parody. Uh-huh. They cared that they could get in trouble for it. They oh. were covering their asses. Wow. Because they didn't want somebody to get a DUI in the shirt 
and be like, but the shirt said there's no laws when you drink these things. Oh, you know how somebody sues Starbucks for a cup being hot? Yeah. Like shit like that. Like some drunk idiot in, you know, right, right, right. somewhere would find it. Yeah, they were just covering so, their asses. Yeah. And then an example somebody told me was like, there's a reason why Red Bull can do gives you wings because they spell wings with three eyes. So now it's not, they're not liable because it's not a real word. Red wings. Bull, red, not, no, it's Red Bull gives you wings. Right. But if it was just one eye, then you could sue Red Bull. That's insane. Because you could jump off a building and be like, where are my wings? <laughs> but since there's three eyes, they found the loophole in it. So how did it done claws with a K or laws or like if I, would, I didn't so, know any of this stuff. This was all pre before I had a lawyer. Sure. Any of that shit. And so you didn't get any of the 100K or whatever. No. So what happened is I ref. So they reached out and they're like, because I was supposed to have a call with them to set up a brand deal on Wednesday because they wanted to do something uh-huh. with me. So on Monday, I launched this being like, hey, look how much my people enjoy your product. I thought it'd be added value. Tuesday, they're like, hey, we need you to delete this. Um, you know, it's not the parody. It's a, the fact that it could get us some legal damage. And, um, but we still have our call tomorrow. We can talk about a brand deal then. So in my head, I'm like, if I play, play ball here, I give in to their antics, then they'll want to give me a better deal, right? And then Wednesday, they're like, yeah, we're not really interested in working with you. So that's when I was like, oh, you guys are just not good people. Okay. After the fiasco, you're just like, all right, just we'll just won't even. You just left it in the past. Yeah, exactly. Because it the you just don't want to. Because that video it's a did. Yeah, that yeah. video did ultimately give me a lot more exposure to yeah. people. So mm-hmm. in a sense, that is a value when people now know who you are. So I guess you know I wasn't too mad about that. But okay. Just when you see that that money never hit my bank account. I just saw on their website they have like a live track or like how much you're making. So that's when things were like, hmm. like, so had it hit my bank account, I think it would have been a little more sad. Um, but didn't they then use one of your quotes for their shit? No. No? Uh-uh. All right. Yeah, I'm going to edit a lot of this out. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the shitty part is after I put the t-shirt online, people just took... The design ripped it and then just did it all third party like small boutiques like I've seen it on beach towels tank tops Wow I've seen people in airports in Austin Texas there was a bachelorette party and they had my logo on it and I was right in front of them and I just put my head down and I was like I, I don't want to make eye contact with that Wow all six of them had it there was a teal shirt with my logo on it man people come to my shows Wearing the merch, I got a cease and desist from because they bought it on some third party website thinking that they're supporting me. Wow. And they're like, look, dude. And I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> and then I just, look, can you sign it? And oh. one eye is just tearing up and the other one's smiling. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what a headache. Have you and Churdley's ever had a threesome? No. Churdley's and I have never. How different is the character he plays compared to himself as a person? Churdley's? Um, no, for you. Uh, I guess, I think, but you don't really... I think a lot of my characters if is just a heightened sense of me. I think the frat guy is a guy who I used to be, but just heightened a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like kind of like, and then, you know, when we play uh, Kyler and Travis, the, the, the two like just dumb guys, it's just like me real slowed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask him if he thinks Carol Baskin killed her husband. Carol Baskin for sure killed her husband. I don't know what that means. Tiger King? 
Oh. Carol look. Baskin killed her husband. Oh, I just had Where are these questions from? Twitter? Yeah, I just I'm having like crazy deja vu right now. You ever had that? I do. But I can assure you this moment in time has never happened. I think. So you say. Who knows? Who's responsible for coronavirus? Carol Baskin. Ask him if two in the Jared pink. Jared from Subway. <laughs> Ask him if two in the pink and one in the stink is where it's at. I don't think so. I think it should be one in the pink, two in the stink. Because the stink's a hard, it's a, it's, a, it's a tighter circumference. So a pinky, why are you sending in your weakest member? You know? If anything, it should be a thumb in the butt, four in the gut. <laughs> you know? Just like it's a fucking, all right. <laughs> it's just, wait. Like it's a double meat burrito. Just pop, pop. <laughs> why are you sending in your weakest member in the butthole? The, the pinky's not going to last long. You want mm -hmm. that? You got to. Ask him why he ignores his fans when he's at Logan Airport. <laughs> Dude, anytime you see somebody in an airport, they're not going to be in a good mood. Yeah. I'm, if I'm at an airport, chances are I'm tired because somebody booked my flight too early. All right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you, are you rude to your fans? No, I, I'm generally nice. But if I'm the, the hard part about my videos, a lot of them have high energy. Mm -hmm. So when people see me. Mm. They go, that's what he's like in real life. Yeah. And then they run up to me and they're like, dude! And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't even know, where is Logan Airport? Yeah, I don't know. Stay safe. Anything you want to, anything else you want to conclude with or? I'll conclude with this. I'm a nice person. <laughs> all right. Sorry I didn't see you at the Logan Airport. All right. <laughs> Maybe I had my AirPods in. You ever think about that? Maybe with headphones on with a hoodie over, you know? Hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, you know. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's really kind of nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, in, I mean, look, I appreciate how far we're sitting, though. That was very nice of you. Well, yeah, but, like, your clout, you know. Eh. Check out Trevor in the... Check me out. I also have a podcast called Stiff Socks every Wednesday. Get your ears hard. Thank you so much for being here, um, and I will see you yes. next week.